Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another crypto current for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. back cryptocrats we are coming at you with another cryptocurrent where we cover all things blockchain and cryptocurrency all the current events surrounding those two things and the person who breaks it down for us is sitting across the table from me crypto Corey, how are you doing i am doing really well well that is good to hear all right well let's jump right in got some interesting stories today starting out with and this is interesting because we actually talked about twitter last week about elon musk trying to buy it and everything um if you didn't hear that story go back and listen to last week's cryptocurrent but if you're familiar with the story uh this is i believe so it's um i guess the story is so jack dorsey is talking about ethereum and he doesn't seem to be a fan he's saying that ethereum if you're building on the ethereum network you have one, if not many, points of failure. So what do you have to say about that? Because this this kind of came from, so if I understand it correctly, Vitalik, who's the guy who started Ethereum, Ethereum yep. he was saying something about Twitter, about the Elon Musk thing. Yeah, if so, Vitalik came out and said something to the effect that he didn't think one person should be in charge of a social media platform. So... He he said he I think he said he wasn't opposed to Elon Musk being able to spend his money and buy it, uh, but that he wasn't in favor of one person being in charge of the the Twitter platform uh, is what he was alluding to. Um, and then for some reason, Jack Dorsey uh, tweeted out that he agreed with Vitalik, and then went on a rant about how if you're building on Ethereum, you're facing at least one, if not many, single points of failure, which is, you know, great to have an opinion. But when you say that, but then don't back it up with what those points of failure are, I think that your your statement is kind of kind of weak. So Jack Dorsey, he's a Bitcoin proponent. Um, I have no issue with that. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I'm a a big fan of Bitcoin. I see it as the premier cryptocurrency, uh, the premier store of value, um, the best use of a cryptocurrency. I don't think anything compares to it. But when it comes to trying to build business applications, you're not building them on the Bitcoin network. I mean, come on, folks. We want Bitcoin to be Bitcoin and only Bitcoin. Let's not try to make it into the world's uh, business platform. That's not what it was created for. It's not well suited towards it. Um, it, it does have its own form of smart contracts, but they're nowhere near as robust or, or anything close to what, what Ethereum can do. Um, so I just don't understand where, where Jack Dorsey's coming from. Um, if he wants to see, uh, business, uh, take off on, on blockchain and I don't know if he does, he may just be interested in Bitcoin only. Um, it's not happening on the Bitcoin network. Uh, will it happen on Ethereum? Uh, probably there's a lot going on there. Will it happen on other uh, blockchains like, uh, you know, Binance? Um, will it happen on Algorand, VeChain? Uh, there's there's plenty of business platforms out there to build on. Uh, you know, the jury's still out, but 
as to the single point or multiple points of failure, I just don't. I, I don't know what he's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's like if you have something to say, like if if you have specific points of failure that you're thinking about, just say them, you know. And I think the article specifically mentioned that he he did not specifically call out anything. So it does kind of seem like he doesn't have anything. He just is kind of saying, oh, yeah, I don't like this. So yeah, points of failure. That's like people saying this podcast has one, if not many points of failure. I think people are probably saying this podcast has one, if not eight listeners. <laughs> I think that's a yeah, more accurate so I mean, statement. But you can say that, and, but then to come out and say, well, this, this podcast has one, if not many points of failure. And two of those points are Crypto Corey and Josh. That's getting, you know, starting to get a little bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. specific, but you can't just throw out there, you know, one, if not many points of failure. That's just, okay, that's an opinion based on what, you know, give us some facts so that we can analyze them. Maybe Jack Dorsey's a smart person. Maybe he sees something in, in uh, Ethereum. Maybe he read through all the code and sees a glaring security flaw or something that really could hamstring uh, the Ethereum network. If, you know, maybe he's talking about high fees. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I would prefer him to come out and say uh, the single point of failure for Ethereum is high fees. Well, that, we can have a discussion around that because high fees are. Yeah. And then you can like improve it. Yeah. Or, well, we, we can say, yeah, high fees are uh, are a, a point of failure. And if they don't get under control, eventually, um, you know, we might see Ethereum lose a lot of business. But Ethereum's really good with layer two solutions and layer two solutions can operate at much lower fees. Um uh, and, and don't have to necessarily pay the Ethereum transaction fees in the same way. So, yeah, I just don't know where Jack's going with this. Yeah, it kind of seems like he's blowing smoke. He just has he just doesn't care for Ethereum and yeah, and is if, saying something to make it to invalidate it any way he can. Yeah, and Jack, if you're one of our eight listeners, you know uh, you can find us on Twitter at the underscore cryptocracy. Go ahead and send us a direct message. Uh, maybe we can get into a conversation about what these uh, multiple points of failure are. Yeah. I feel like when people just criticize for the sake of criticism, it's they, I don't know. They feel like they're insecure about something. Maybe not insecure, but like, I don't know. It's just I, a he, dumb thing. I'm it's, sure. Like he, criticize for the sake. Uh, I'm totally okay with criticizing for the sake of like improvement, which is what we're saying. If you're going to criticize Ethereum, give us some, some critique so that, you know, we can go ahead and improve it. But criticizing for the sake of criticizing, I think is just, there's nothing to it. It's pointless. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on on um, criticism and Jack Dorsey. Uh, let's talk about one of your favorite topics: meme tokens. Meme tokens. We, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that Crypto Corey just loves his meme tokens. I'm not a fan. He is not a fan. Uh, so Shiba, they have one, if not many, points of failure. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's Jack, all we need Jack to say. Dorsey, yeah, that's all we can say. We won't go into further detail. Um, but Shiba, Dogecoin are some pretty big losers. Um, so there have been some fears about the market and that has caused these coins to fall. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so this is, um, I like this article um, because if you listen to, I think it was, was it, was it last week's episode or the episode before uh, where, where, where we talked about when, when to sell, uh, how to hold, when to, when to enter, when to leave the market? Um, I 
has that been published yet? Oh, that hasn't been published. It hasn't yet. been published yet. Oh, so that'll come out in a couple of weeks. That'll come out in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Oh well, I don't. I don't want to spoil it. But in in that uh, episode, I talked about uh, something that I I sold, and it happens to be one of the coins that we that we mentioned. And um, well, maybe I will spoil it a little bit. Um, I won't tell you which coin it was, but one one of the coins uh, moved quite a bit, hit a price target, and I dumped them all. I just completely got out um because it it hit a price target and i just don't feel like there's a there's a fundamental use case for meme coins and so when i when it got to that price target i i got completely out and i'm not saying that that uh, shiba or doge uh aren't coming back they probably are it's just that th- this is the type of movements that you can get and if you if you have a price target and you're dealing with a meme token get out or at least take some money off the table. And then if it goes back down and you really like playing those meme coins, then go back in. And this would have been a perfect scenario um, to enter back in on this pullback. I didn't. Um, I actually put the money in a in another uh, a cryptocurrency already. So I'm, I'm not going to enter a position back in. But I, I just thought that this might point out when, when there's market volatility... The meme coins that tend to go up really fast come down just just as hard. So just keep that in mind when you're out there investing. And I'm not saying don't buy meme coins. You can do whatever you want. Uh, we don't give out financial advice. Just be wary that that when things are really, really volatile, um, if you can take a chance to take some money off the table, go ahead and do it. And then look for an opportunity to get back in if you just, if you, you just love those meme coins. Well said. Well said. I have never bought any meme coins and I probably never will. I'm just, uh, I'm not quick enough on the buying and selling. Yeah, if you're going to hold, if you're just long-term holder, hodler, um, stay away from the memes. They'll, they'll, eat, they'll eat your lunch. All right. Now, it wouldn't be a proper cryptocurrent if we did not talk about politicians and the all sorts of crazy laws that they're trying to pass, both good, both pro-crypto and both uh, anti-crypto. So, uh, let's talk about this. Next story, U.S. House Democrats have called for scrutiny on crypto mining, specifically as an environment as an environmental threat. So this is something we've we've actually talked about a couple of times before. And uh, I don't know. What do you have to say about that? So I won't go into the uh, environmental threat in uh, great detail other than to say if you add up the total energy and carbon footprint of real mining industry, you know, mining precious metals, uh, mining rare earth metals that you need for all these uh, environmental friendly electric cars. Um, Hint, they're not environmental friendly. They're actually very toxic to make. I'm not against electric cars. I actually think they're pretty cool. Um, I think if we could get to uh, really good renewable sources of power. And I'm not talking about solar power because guess what? Those also are very expensive and dirty to make as well. And if they weren't subsidized by the governments, um, I don't think that, that they would be viable. Well, I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand about solar panels is that they use a lot of heavy metals. They do. That are very um, They use a damaging. lot of, unfortunately, well, you can't, you can't recycle a lot them. of child and, and slave labor over in foreign countries to get those rare earth metals out. I mean, it's it's a sad sad situation well and the here's the thing that i think a lot of people don't understand is that their life uh, cycle is only like 20 25 years yeah they're, they're getting a little bit longer you can't and recycle staying. them that's what people don't understand you can't recycle these so when they're done 
they, they go, to a they go straight to a landfill. You have all these heavy metals just seeping into the um, the. I'm sure that not well. I'm sure they could recycle them. I'm sure they could pull the metals out. Uh, there must be some sort of recycling. Maybe program. I don't know. I, we'd have to look it up. I listened to some famous environmentalist guy. He was giving a, a TED talk on it, and and they also have to like for solar farms. They have to clear a lot of land and a lot of um like native species like flora and fauna or fauna is like animals right they get displaced basically so they're really good for the climate but they're not super good for the environment i think a lot of people yeah when uh, windmills keep that. killing endangered birds i actually think windmills are, are pretty cool unfortunately they're they're very expensive to put into place and they're they're just they're mechanical so that they wear out they're hard to maintain um I just haven't really seen good, viable, alternative, clean energy other than nuclear power. And if we talk that, we'll get into a large argument about whether or not it's really, truly clean um, because of uh, nuclear waste uh, and, and the possibility of a, of a nuclear accident. Um, and well, nu- geothermal. I, think- I just don't understand why we don't tap into to more geothermal. So we're actually getting really long-winded on this. My, my point is there... They're talking about how horrible the Democrats um, are talking about how horrible uh, Bitcoin mining is for the environment. And it's just it's just not true. If you look at what Bitcoin uh, and other um, cryptocurrencies with with uh, decentralized finance uh, can do to replace traditional finance, which uses buildings and people uh and I'll, uh, it has a much larger carbon footprint. The 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 worldwide financial institutions have a larger uh, footprint than than cryptocurrency. Um, so you know, having said that, whether you believe that or not, I just think it's interesting that that the Democrats, um, and I don't want to get political, but after Trump, um, who was just a lightning rod uh, for the the far right and the far left. Uh, and I think everyone in between had some sort of strong opinion uh, about him. He was a very divisive uh, character. Um, not one of my my favorite presidents uh, by any stretch of the imagination. They completely have squandered the opportunity to cement their majority. They seem to um, take the wrong side of, of every issue. Um, I mean, it's looking like Republicans are going to come in with with a landslide if if the polling is correct. And I just don't know why that they're taking this anti-Bitcoin stance. It just doesn't make sense. If you were to look at crypto Twitter and just go in and read the profiles of of the people that are involved, you're going to find people who are centralists. You're going to find people who are far right. And you're going to find people who are far left. And it's really interesting that that the far left people who are into Bitcoin see it as an as a mechanism for freeing the oppressed, for uh, helping the poor, uh, specifically in underprivileged countries. They see it as a great equalizer, where the the average uh, person um, who comes from uh, you, you know the worst possible circumstances can improve their life and have a store of value uh, in countries where there's runaway inflation. And so the, the the humanistic side of this, uh, the the, the um, compassion side of this, um, appeals to a lot of the of the far uh, left liberals, and I and I applaud them for their stance because these are people who, when they see something, regardless of its politics, that really can benefit the underprivileged, they're they're all in. 
the far right, um, and I don't know if we should label everyone far right or far left. I should just say left and right. But 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 the but the far right, uh, you know, further t- to the right edge, see Bitcoin as freedom. Um, I, I'm sure that they care about the impoverished, but but they're really looking at you know from a personal responsibility standpoint that this is an opportunity for them to to have a store of value for themselves and become somewhat independent and sovereign. And then people who are in the middle who might not you know be passionate one way or the other just see it as a great store of value. So this is really one that you you can't just because someone likes Bitcoin, you really don't know what their politics are. You cannot assume that they're just some white right wing whack job or some left wing whack job or someone in the middle. You really don't know because it appeals to such a broad spectrum of people. And I think you're really going to start seeing it affect elections because if when it comes down to it, whether you're right, center, or left. If you feel your politician is going to uh, is attacking you in some way to either take away something that you see as good for the for the world and the impoverished and your own uh wealth and sovereignty it's just not going to pull well regardless of what anyone thinks about social issues it always has and always will come down to the economy people want jobs people want security People want to 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 have a, a, a you know a hope for the future, and they don't have that when they can't see an economic way for them to to survive. And so, if they're worried about inflation, then and they're into crypto, this just isn't going to pull well. So I don't, I really don't know why the Democrats are taking such a such a strong stance, because it really. Other than, and I'll give them the environmental argument. If 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 it comes down to that, and they're blind, and they see that oh, Bitcoin is destroying the environment, and that's the hill they want to die on, then then I get that. But I think politicians are uh, self serving. Um, I would say ninety nine percent of them are self serving and are are in it to get reelected. This is not is not a winning position for them to take. And so I say that with a with a word of caution. If you're if you're a Democrat. Um, you might reach out to your your representatives who are anti Bitcoin and and maybe kind of tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, this isn't this really isn't a, a winning position. And if you look at some of the legislation uh, coming out of uh, both the the House and the Senate, the bills for Bitcoin are bipartisan. Um, that you just don't see a lot of bills that are bipartisan these days. But but Bitcoin uh, cryptocurrencies has certainly been a bipartisan issue. And again, I just don't think uh, anti-Bitcoin stances is uh, is a winner. Um, there are, re- and we shouldn't just point out the Republicans. Um, I mean, the Democrats. Sorry, on, we have to because this is their bill, uh, or they're they're calling attention to it. They want uh, Biden to weigh in on some some regulations. But there's Republicans who are kind of anti-Bitcoin too. And again, if you're a Republican, I would reach out to those uh, senators and members of the house who are not pro crypto and say, Hey, that's just not a winning, uh, winning point of view. Very well said. Um, I think that about does it for this episode, but we had some interesting stories, some calls to action. If you uh, live in the United States and you have a anti crypto representative, um, yeah, politics is just horrible. Uh, I say that as a as a uh, died in the wool libertarian. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud, but uh, 
I really have uh, severe problems with uh, with both parties. Um, I just feel like they're uh, both really self-serving and uh, really not in it. I just don't believe, uh, and that might be my cynicism, I just don't really believe that they're in it for the small guy. They're in it to, to be reelected. And again, crypto, if you're anti-crypto, that's just not a winning, that's not a winning platform. Yep. All right. Well, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Twitter at the underscore cryptocracy and on Instagram at the cryptocracy and stay cryptic. Cryptocracy.